to be or not to be? That is the question. Whether it is nobler in the mind. Emma, Emma, to... Emma, 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 Emma. We gotta record the episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Right. Okay. so nice to be back it has been a couple of weeks but yeah. we are so excited to be back i am over my sickness and now emma's getting Yay. sick <laughs> a little bit well yeah um <laughs> all right and this week yes is one that i have been waiting for because we are reading hamlet this is emma's favorite play it everyone. is my favorite play not even just in shakespeare but just favorite play in general i'm actually wearing my t-shirt that has the to be or not to be speech on it because that's something that i have obviously it's pretty great it's pretty great it's a pretty good shake i wanted to wear it for the occasion all right so over the next two weeks we will be covering hamlet the tragedy of hamlet the prince of denmark and so let's just get things going right off the bat with our dramatis personae or our roll call as we like to call it yeah, here we go. Right. And to anybody who listened to our last episode and caught on to the little clue that I left at the end for you, this play does take place in Elsinore. Which is in Denmark. So good job if you got that. All right. Do you want to start us off? Yeah. So we start with Hamlet himself, our sad boy extreme. He is the Prince of Denmark, and he is super angsty yeah he's our main character um, he wears black for the whole show and it's super awesome it's good stuff and next we have claudius he is our antagonist claudius is hamlet's uncle he's also his stepfather um he's a fratricide doer he's the king of denmark and he's all around not a very chill dude he's just a bad bad don't guy don't like him that much yeah um and then we have gertrude she is the queen of denmark and hamlet's mother she is Claudius's sister-in-law. And ew. Ew. We'll get into that in a minute. She's also his wife. Yes. She's also his wife. Yeah. Which is what makes it you. Next, we have Ophelia. She's my favorite character in this play. Mm, yes. She's most people's favorite character. She's phenomenal. Ophelia is Hamlet's girlfriend. She is the daughter of Polonius. She's a member of the court. She's really intelligent and super underestimated, um, but she's also really easily, like, she's manipulated a lot. Yeah, she show. is. Yeah. She's a super interesting character, and I'm excited to talk more she's about her. She's phenomenal. I love her. Then we have Laertes. He's Ophelia's brother. Speaking of Ophelia and Laertes, their father Polonius, he is a member of the court as well, and he acts as a spy for Claudius. He's a professional hider behind curtains. Mm. Mm. As you will see. Foreshadowing. And he is the clown character yes. of this play. Mm -hmm. He's the one that kind of everybody makes fun of. He makes a lot of jokes. Yes. That kind of a thing. He's pretty great. All right, then we have Horatio. He's Hamlet's friend from school. Just a friend. We just gave each other a look. You can't see it, but we just gave each other <laughs> a look. It depends on your interpretation it of the It depends on your perspective. Yeah. We'll get into that. Then yeah. we have Fordenbrough. Fordenbrough is the young prince of Norway. His father was killed by Hamlet's father, Hamlet Sr., and so he is coming for him. You know, he's coming after him. 
Yeah, Norway is the enemy of yeah. Denmark. And they've declared war on Denmark. In this the, play, yeah. yeah. And he's he's a mirror of Hamlet. He's a mirror character. Fordenbra right. is the version of Hamlet that is not angsty. Yeah, he's the successful version. Ouch. Not to... I mean, not to spoil this play for you, but it is a tragedy. Yeah. If you, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Everyone dies. Yep. Yeah. Speaking Literally of, everyone. Speaking of dead people. We have our very first dead person. Oh, so in exciting. This play. We have the ghost. The ghost. Um, He is the ghost of Hamlet Sr. Or, mm. as I like to call it, Ham Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Ham Dad. Or Father Ham. I, I mean... <laughs> These are get, all wonderful. It can get iterations. confusing because Hamlet and his no, father no. have the same name. Let, let's call him Ham Dad. I'm good. I for like that. Ham Dad. I like it too. Okay, yeah. so we have the ghost, and he is the ghost of Ham Dad. Yes, who is dead at the beginning of this play. Yes, and then we have Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. These are our comedic relief. They're the Timon and Pumbaa of this mm-hmm. play. The Mercutio and Benvolio. If you listen to our Romeo and Juliet episode. They kind of have the same job as those characters do mm-hmm. in this play. And they are Hamlet's friends from school. Yeah. Yeah. So just mentioned that they're the Timon and Pumbaa of this play. Oh, yeah. If you're familiar with Disney's The Lion King, it's it just... is very loosely based on Hamlet. It's just Hamlet with fur and a happier ending. But if you come to me and say that The Lion King is exactly like Hamlet... I'm going to come for you. Another because thing. Because it's not. Hey, make a list. Another thing Emma's going to come for you for. Emma really she's going to burn your house down, so you better be ready. All right. <laughs> Let's just get started with our summary here. Let's go for it. Okay. Hey, you want to start us off? Yeah. So, Act One, Scene One. There's soldiers in the night, and they are talking about the death of Ham Dad. I. <laughs> can we just say Hamlet Sr.? So, they're talking about Hamlet Sr. and his death, and. Well, they're talking about how they saw a ghost last night. Yeah, so so they're they're really really like spooked and super freaked out. They also discuss that, but they talk about the ghost. And then Bernardo, who is one of the first soldiers, he's like really on edge, and like he's waiting and he hears something and he's like, "What is that? Who is it?" And it's just Horatio. Mm-hmm. And Horatio asks them like, "Why are you guys so on edge? Like, what's going on?" And basically, they tell him about the ghost. And Horatio doesn't believe them. Yeah, he thinks they're crazy. Yeah, also because in this time period, and this is something that people who watched the play would have known, if a ghost comes back from the dead, if somebody dies and they come back as a ghost, it means that they had some unfinished business in life. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the first interpretation. The second one is that ghosts didn't come back and they were typically viewed as evil spirits. So either he doesn't believe that there was any will, ill will in Hamlet Sr.'s death, or this is all a lie orchestrated by some demonic presence. Mm-hmm. Just an interesting take on and it. And that comes into play a little bit later. And they don't know for sure that it's Hamlet Sr. No, they don't. They've just seen Yet. what he looks like, mm-hmm. and he looks a lot like the dead king. Yes, he looks a lot like him. So, so this whole scene is uh, Horatio talking to the soldiers, and basically, they make a plan to go tell Hamlet Jr. what's mm-hmm. going on, and then they're going to come back the next night and see if the ghost shows up again. Yeah, and they want Hamlet there because he can identify him better, and it's more likely the ghost will talk to him because he's the son of Hamlet Sr. Mm-hmm. So we get into Act 1, Scene 2. 
Yeah, and this scene starts with King Claudius. He's the bad guy. He's giving this big, long speech about how he's the king now um, because he was Hamlet's brother. He was Hamlet Sr.'s brother. Yeah. And then he also married Gertrude, so that gives him a double kind of... um, Claim to the throne. Claim to the throne. Also, Hamlet wasn't there when Hamlet Sr. died because he was away at college. So Hamlet doesn't come back until some time after the death of his father. It's been a couple of months. Yeah, and when he gets back, he's expecting to mourn the death of his dad. He's wearing all black. And they're celebrating a wedding. And it's it's Gertrude and Claudius's wedding. And, like, Claudius is his uncle and Gertrude is his mom. And it's, like, really weird that they're getting married. And he's like, do you guys not all see how crazy this is? Like, mm-hmm. And they kind of make fun of him for still wearing black because he's still mourning the death of his father. Yeah, Claudius basically says, like, you need to man up and stop being so sad. Yeah. Because it's been a couple of months already. And we're celebrating a wedding, and I'm your new dad, so congratulations. And Hamlet has a big problem with this. Yeah. He calls the marriage of Claudius and Gertrude incestuous. Multiple times. Multiple times. That's a big theme. Which, in a way, it kind of is. Yeah. In this time, it was, like, like they're not related, but it was considered really dishonorable to marry your brother's widow. And I think it kind of still is considered, like, a little... I think... I think today that would be still be super weird. Today that would still be super weird. So think like back in like ye old Shakespeare times. So Hamlet has lots of soliloquies throughout this play. And this is where he so gives his many. first one. And he says the famous line, frailty, thy name is woman. Yeah. I just want to point that out. This play has so many famous great lines. Famous lines. Yeah. And Hamlet is, I think he has more lines than any other character in Shakespeare. He does. He's yeah. very, he speaks a lot. The line, frailty, thy name is woman, is in reference to his mother and mm-hmm. her lack of fortitude because she married Claudius. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't have fallen for him. Yeah. Because he was my dad's brother. Yeah. So then Horatio comes in, he tells Hamlet about the ghost, and they go off and they're going to go try and see the ghost tonight. So act one, scene three. This is the scene where we see Laertes and Ophelia and Polonius, the the whole family. So Laertes is leaving for college. He's leaving for school. And Mm -hmm. so he sits Ophelia down and he has like a big old lecture he gives her. So none of Ophelia's family accept the fact that her and Hamlet are romantically involved. They think she's she's implied to be like a lesser member of the court. So they think he's just going to drop her and he's just using her. So Laertes gives her this huge lecture about how he Hamlet doesn't really love her. He just wants to have sex with her. Like, he doesn't really care about her as a person. Um, He's going to use her and then drop her. Yeah, and that's kind of how the whole family feels. And then Polonius comes on and gives Laertes, like... Some, like, fatherly advice. Yeah, my dad does, like four-hour-long lectures. Hi, Dad, if you're listening. So does mine. Hi! Yeah, I love my dad, and I love these lectures, but, like, the other night... I listened for 45 minutes about, like, zoning laws for construction in (laughs) Idaho, and it was incredible, but I feel like this is the same energy. So Polonius is like, he says this line where he says, neither a borrower or a lender be. Yeah, so he basically gives Laertes all this advice. Yeah. Just, like, on how to be a person and, you know. It's just, like, a ton of stuff. And he, he says this famous line. He says, this above all, to thine own self be true. So that's our second kind of famous quote. If you've ever heard that, that's from Hamlet. Yeah. It's interesting because I think a lot of famous quotes from Shakespeare, people are like, this is so incredible. And it's like got so much 
deep context and then you look at it in the context of the play and it's, it's a lot funnier than you would think mm-hmm. it would be yeah it's just this clown character giving his son some advice that yeah. he doesn't really want and he's not gonna listen to and he's he's typically portrayed as like kind of a kooky old man so polonius also pulls ophelia aside and says you know hamlet's gonna use you he doesn't really care about you he doesn't really Basically, love you the exact same, same thing, thing that yeah. laertes just told her and then ophelia says i don't know my lord what i should think and that line is super telling of mm-hmm. ophelia's character because in my mind that is showing how much she's been controlled by the men around her yes so much so that she's not even allowed to have her own thoughts ophelia everything that she does in this play and ultimately the the tragedy that befalls her is not because of her choices but because of the choices that are made for her Mm -hmm. and there's a movie called ophelia that's reimagination of hamlet just from ophelia's perspective where they ask the question it's really good and i'm gonna make you watch it because you will love it yes please um it's got daisy really in it but they kind of ask the question i know they ask the question what if ophelia made her own choices so they have all the events of the play they don't change that and then they have stuff going on in the background that's just women and it's just her and it's just influenced by her and it's really good and it's very interesting and they change her ending Cool. It's really good. But they don't change the play. Anyway, yeah. so moving so on. So this is not that. And then Polonius tells Ophelia, um, I want you to break up with Hamlet, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going to use you. Mm-hmm. Moving on. So then we get into Act 1, Scene 4. And this is where Hamlet and Horatio go out to go see the ghost. And Hamlet sees the ghost. He recognizes him as his father. Mm-hmm. And the ghost kind of, like, gestures to Hamlet to follow him. Yes. And so he does. Horatio tries to stop him. He's like, this is probably a devil. It's going to lead you to, like, your death. What if it leads you, like, off a cliff or something? Mm. And Hamlet's just like, no, I'm going. And then we also have another famous line. And I think this is by Marcellus who says this. He's another one of the guardsmen who's there. And he says... Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. This is my favorite line in this play. So good. It's so good. Then we have the next scene. This is act one, scene five. Yes. And so the ghost has led Hamlet away and he's talking to him and he's bas- he basically tells him like, here's what happened to me. There, He gives like a metaphor of how he was killed or the fact that he was killed he by- He says, I was murdered by Claudius. Yeah. By the king. Yes. And he, ha- he has this huge monologue about the fact that he was murdered. And Hamlet's like, what? You were murdered? Because they think that he died of sickness. Yeah, because yeah. he was poisoned. But the very fact that he's appearing as a ghost is telling to the fact that he was murdered. Or, hang on, I got to talk about this. Okay, go for it. Or the ghost, I think this is a really interesting interpretation that can be done in this scene and for the play, is that the ghost is a demonic presence meant to manipulate the lives of all the people in Denmark. Yes. And meant to make Hamlet and all these people fall apart because they all die in the end. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. The place it's been hundreds of years. You've had time to read it. <laughs> don't don't add us for spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's a little late for that. But it's it's a really interesting interpretation. I think for the sake of this summary, we'll use it as it is the ghost of Hamlet Sr. Mm-hmm. He's back because he was unjustly murdered. Yeah, but that that point really plays into Hamlet's indecisiveness later. Yeah. Because he has a lot of moments where he is like, is this a devil? Yeah. Is this trying to undo me? Or is this actually my father telling me 
to take revenge on Claudius because that's what the ghost says. He, he says, asks him to murder Claudius mm-hmm. for to revenge him. Yeah, and then he says, "Remember me." So you can think of James Earl Jones in The Lion Kings and Simba. Remember me. Remember who you are. So Hamlet has made the decision. Here's the thing. It's a question for the director at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. Is Hamlet actually mad or is he pretending to be mad? Yes, because he says a line. He says to Horatio, okay, I'm going to start acting real weird. But then he, like, gets a little far into it. I don't know. I think it can be played either way. The text is more supporting of the fact that he's pretending to be mad. I really like the idea that he's pretending to be mad, but this whole situation is making him start to go crazy. I do, too. It's so good. Yeah, so basically what happens is he has this whole conversation with the ghost of his father. He tells Horatio, okay, I'm going to start acting super weird pretty Mm -hmm. soon, and you just need to go with it. Yeah. I'm going to pretend to be crazy so I can get information out of Claudius. And Horatio's like, I'm with you 100%. Mm -hmm. Horatio's the most supportive best friend, question mark. There's some, like queer undertones in that relationship i'm just gonna put it out there they, we're just gonna put it out there i just think we'll talk about it in a it little might bit come back. it might come back it later might come back. it might come back um, but yeah horatio's like i will 100 percent support you i am with you all the way so moving on act two scene one isn't that important in my idea of the play because it's just polonius talking to a servant and he's going to send the servant to spy on laertes to make sure that he's being a good guy that basically yeah he, he wants to make sure he's not being betrayed yeah so he just wants to make sure that his son isn't like gambling and stuff but then ophelia comes in and she tells polonius her father that hamlet is going crazy yeah he like comes into her chamber and he's like tearing at his hair and his like shirts all undone and he's wearing his stockings really weird and he just like comes at her like she says as if he had been loosed out of hell to speak of horrors he comes before me and they ask her like polonius says mad for thy love and she's like no like i don't think so and if it is for my love that's scaring me that's pretty crazy yeah and then she talks about how he like grabs her by the arm and then he just like stares at her Mm-hmm. For a really, really, really long time. Super creepy. So he stares at her for a really, really long time. And Polonius asks, like, like it says, okay, let's go. Let's go see the king. Have you been, like, I hate this. Have you been, like, promoting this behavior? And she's like, no, I rejected him like you told me to. Mm-hmm. And so Polonius is like, well, you rejecting him must have made him crazy. I hate that. It's yeah, it's really bad. But then, so they decide to go tell King Claudius what's up. Yeah, and Claudius has seen a little bit that Hamlet's been acting all over the place, so he invites some of Hamlet's old college friends to get his guard down so he can spy on him. Mm-hmm. And in this very next scene, we see our favorite dynamic duo, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Hey, yo. So they are introduced, they come in, Claudius gets their names wrong, which I think is really funny. It's really funny. And a lot of people miss that, because he's like, Guildenstern and Rosencrantz, and then Gertrude's like, no, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, yeah. dear. Which I just think is funny. It is funny. People should notice it more, because it's, mm-hmm. it's my favorite when it's done correctly. Claudius called them to Denmark to spy on Hamlet, yeah. because he's been acting super weird. And because Hamlet will probably trust them, because they're his, like, best buds from college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been acting really depressed, and so they also want to cheer him I up. I wonder why. 
So then Polonius comes in and he tells Claudius and Gertrude that Hamlet's crazy, but of course they already know that. Yeah. He has this super long-winded monologue, and in the very middle of it, he says, well, brevity is the soul of wit, so I'll be brief. So if you've ever heard <laughs> brevity as the soul of wit, he's basically like, well, all things are better when they're short, so I'm going to be brief. But then he talks forever and ever. He's a character that talks a lot. Yeah. But then he reads this love letter that Hamlet has written to Ophelia, which yeah. I just want to read it because I really like it. No, do it. Um, and it says, doubt thou the stars are fire, doubt that the sun doth move, doubt truth to be a liar, but never doubt I love. And I just think that's beautiful. It is really beautiful. Right? I, I'm personally of the opinion that Hamlet is in love with Ophelia. I think he is too. I think that he, I wish he could have just told her what mm -hmm. he's doing, but also Ophelia's manipulated by all these men. He knows she doesn't have a choice, but I, I'm a big fan of them being in love. Then they all come to the conclusion that Hamlet is crazy because he's so in love with Ophelia. And because Ophelia's rejected him. Yes. Even though she only did it because her dad told her to. Mm-hmm. So then Claudius and Polonius are going to hide and spy on Hamlet and they're going to set it up so Ophelia will come in on him to prove their theory that he's crazy because he's so in love with her. Yes. Then Hamlet comes in and he's acting insane. He's acting mad, as they put it. And he's spouting all these things that are nonsense. You can't see, but I'm doing quotation marks. Nonsense. But they're actually just him insulting Polonius. Mm -hmm. It's a great scene because Polonius doesn't get any of it. It goes totally over his head. Mm -hmm. But if you pay attention to what he's saying, he's just insulting Polonius. Yes, and it's he great. Is. And then Polonius says another super famous line. He has a lot of the really famous lines in this he play. He does, yeah. He says, though this be madness, yet there is method in it. Yeah. Hamlet also has a line earlier that's very famous, which is words, words, words. Mm -hmm. He comes in, he's reading a book, and Polonius says, well, what are you reading? And he's like, words, words, words. My favorite is when the book is upside down. Yeah. Oftentimes people will do I've that. I've definitely I think seen that's that so way. funny. It's good Great. stuff. But yeah, if you've ever heard like, oh, there's method to my madness, um, that's from Hamlet. Yeah. That's another Polonius line. So something also that is really part of this play is Hamlet talking about death. Yeah. He's really kind of preoccupied with death. He has a lot of suicidal ideation in this play. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And people play it different ways. Yeah. It really just depends on your interpretation. I really enjoy it when they play it really seriously and they take it as serious as it should be, in my opinion. Especially because most of the ideation is not to anyone but himself. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense for them to make it part of his madness also looking at hamlet's situation it's completely understandable why he's having these thoughts mm -hmm. i mean he's crazy depressed his dad is dead his mom is remarried he doesn't really have a support system here in denmark especially because he's been at school for years mm -hmm. like a really long time because they yeah. just send their kids away. he's just been away yeah and i mean we make fun of him for being super angsty but he also has a lot of depth to him yeah which is something... He's so deep. Yeah, he's so... <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why I really love this play is because he's such a deep, complex character. Yeah, and because he talks so much, he's saying what everybody's thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Shakespeare does, but I don't think as much with his main characters. We kind of have to show what they're thinking, not be told what they're thinking. And mm -hmm. I like Hamlet so much because we get 
and we get like a front row seat to his thoughts. Yeah, for sure. We're right inside. He's one of the only characters in Shakespeare that we really see what he's thinking at all times. Yeah, and I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so Polonius says, "Um, my lord, I will take my leave of you. And then Hamlet says, you cannot, sir, take from me anything I would more willingly part with all. (laughs) Another insult to Polonius, but he says, accept my life, accept my life, accept my life. Yeah. So this is... It's not the first moment of, like, this kind of suicidal ideation that we see from him, but it is a really prominent one. I think also Hamlet knows he's not safe in his court. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's not stupid. He's a very intelligent character, and he knows that all these people are spying on him. He knows that Ophelia just rejected him out of the blue, and he knows that that's, like, not something she would do. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's very aware of everything yeah, going on around him. He knows him. that he's a threat to Claudius's crown. Which means his life is in danger. Then uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern come in again. Yes. And Hamlet immediately knows that they're suspicious. They're not doing a very good job at hiding why they're there. No, they're not the best actors. But they're funny. They're, they're comedic relief. They're very funny. You know, they're yeah. really funny. And, like, they have a good interaction with him. And Hamlet kind of, like, ah, and has, like, a little moment with them. But. Mm-hmm. And then Hamlet tells them. He has this big kind of monologue where he talks about how Denmark is his prison. And we have a couple more really famous lines. Hamlet also says, There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm-hmm. And then he also says, What a piece of work is man. Then he has a line where he says, Man delights not me, no, nor woman neither. Which, this is like supposed to be like, Hamlet is so in his own head about things. But it could be like... It could be played where he is queer. So I have a book um, that's a choose-your-own-adventure of Hamlet to be or not to be and then i have another one for romeo and juliet not Mm -hmm. important in that one because they like change around the lies he says man delights not me nor woman neither and rosencrantz and guildenstern go gay and he says i said man delights not me and they go (laughs) asexual (laughs) it's really funny it's it's a great book if you ever want to look it up anyway it's it's there is a lot of text in this play to support hamlet being queer Mm -hmm. so if you wanted to do a production like that i think you totally could you totally could Shakespeare's got a lot of gay stuff in his plays. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, if Rosencrantz and Guildenstern employ a theater troupe to come to cheer Hamlet up Mm -hmm. because he's so sad and, you know, if you're sad, you should obviously just go to the theater. That's a great solution. Hamlet has a line. He says, I am but mad north-northwest when the wind is southerly. I know a hawk from a handsaw. So that's another really famous line where he's just kind of spreading nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's nonsense, but I also think if you really break that down, that's him saying he's not actually mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. It's like, I know what I'm saying. I'm not actually crazy. Mm-hmm. This is all an act. Yep. So then the players come in. It's this theater troupe. And in one of the best moments that I just really find delightful is Hamlet has this giant scene where he's just giving the actors acting advice. I think that's funny. And this is Shakespeare telling his actors how to act. He did this in Midsummer Night's Dream. He did this in Midsummer too. There you go. Where you have actors on stage being given acting advice, and that's Shakespeare being like... Very meta. Yeah, you need to listen to this, actors. He has this whole thing where, like, the clown character should not improvise. Yes. So it makes me think... Did Shakespeare, in his acting troupe, did he have a oh, clown actor who would improvise a lot? That is so good. I didn't even think of it like yeah, that. Yeah, so he, like, snuck this in, and he's like, dude, you have to stop improvising. 
Something I really like is that typically Hamlet's like, even though he's giving them acting advice, he's typically really friendly with the players. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's wishful thinking from Shakespeare. You wanted actors to be treated (laughs) nicer. Maybe. Anyway, so Hamlet asks them if they know the play The Murder of Gonzago. And they say yes, and he's like, can you change it in these very specific ways? So they have this play, and it's about a murder. And he asks them to change it so it mirrors what happened to Hamlet Sr. Yeah, because the play's almost exactly the same. Uncle kills King, marries Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way that he was murdered, which is that we find out as the audience, Claudius poured poison in Hamlet Sr.'s ear while he was sleeping. Yeah. So Hamlet asks the players to perform this play. They're going to perform it for the whole court. And Claudius is going to be there. And Hamlet is going to watch Claudius... So when that scene comes up, if Claudius has a reaction to it, then he'll know for sure mm-hmm. that he was the murderer. Because Hamlet still doesn't trust the ghost at this mm-hmm. point. Because he's just told by some apparition, murder your uncle, he needs proof. Mm-hmm. And this is going to act as that. Yeah, and he's really indecisive throughout the whole play. This is one of his main character traits. And so this is something that he's going to do to make sure that he has it right, that Claudius is actually the murderer. Yeah. The last line of Act 2 is also super famous. It says, the play's the thing in which I'll catch the conscience of the king. So Act 3, Scene 1, we open up with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern reporting back to Claudius. And they're saying they can't figure out why Hamlet is mad, but they think it's because he just loves Ophelia so much. And, you know, Ophelia has rejected him which seems to be a theme here that they put all the blame on ophelia oh they for sure do for things that like she's been forced to give up hamlet so they they're going to spy on him talking to ophelia and they kind of set up ophelia to spy on him in a way like Mm -hmm. they tell her like we're gonna hide you need to like get this information out of him yeah and this is where hamlet has a moment alone where he he does his to be or not to be speech Mm -hmm. which is him contemplating completing suicide yeah so when he says to be or not to be that is the question he's saying to live or not to live and this whole speech is him debating with himself whether or not he's going to kill himself so he says okay these are all the reasons why dying would be better yeah but then he reasons with himself he says well actually I don't know what's going to happen after death. And that's really scary. So I'm just going to wait it out. But he loves the idea of peace. There's a line here that's famous where he says, To die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. Mm-hmm. So he goes back and forth between like, it might be incredible if, you know, I just get a chance to rest. But also he's terrified of death. It's it's very much a back and forth. Hamlet is a character where there's a lot of back and forth. So mm-hmm. he does this whole speech and then Ophelia appears. This is my favorite scene in this play. It's a great scene. Because I saw a production of it where they flipped it on its head. And I'm going to talk about that in a sec. So basically in this scene, Hamlet rejects Ophelia. And remember, they're all watching this whole scene happen. Mm-hmm. And they think Hamlet's mad because he loves Ophelia. Yeah. There's a film version of Hamlet directed by Kenneth Branagh, mm-hmm. and he plays Hamlet, and it's where they do every single line, and they don't cut it at all, which is wonderful, and it's like four and a half hours long. Perfection. But it's so great. But in this scene, 
we have Polonius and Claudius behind a two-way mirror. Mm -hmm. And then Hamlet is looking at himself in the mirror. But unbeknownst to him, he's also staring at Claudius and Polonius. So he's giving this to be or not to be speech in the mirror. That's beautiful. it's so cool. It's so, so good. There's some really cool versions of Hamlet out there. In this, so in this Ophelia scene... He basically tells her that he denies all the affection that he gave her. It was all a lie. And that he never loved her. And he says because, he basically says because you have the capability of populating the earth and you're only going to populate it with more sinners. He calls her a whore. He tells her to get thee to a nunnery so that, you know, she doesn't have more disgusting progeny, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. So he says, get thee to a nunnery. And the word nunnery has a double meaning here. Mm -hmm. It could mean either a convent or a brothel. Yeah. So she could either become a nun or she's a whore. Yeah. And it's it's that double edged sort of him saying like, like either you're a good person, so you don't have kids. And I think this is something that leads into people who experience suicidal ideation often have this ideology of they don't want to bring kids into a world that's so horrible mm-hmm. i think this is like an inkling of that but he basically the world is so bad in yeah. their view and then he says or if that wilt needs marry marry a fool for wise men know well enough what monsters you make of them which he's telling her you've turned me into a monster mm-hmm. because of my love for you this scene is so heartbreaking to watch so The Utah Shakespeare Festival did a production of this play. It was phenomenal. I wish that it was on video and saved forever. It probably is somewhere. It's incredible. And when they did this scene, oh, this is is why it's my favorite scene. When they did this scene, so Polonius and Claudius are like, we're going to go hide in this side, like, doorway, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're off stage. You can't see them. As soon as Hamlet walks in, without saying anything, Ophelia lets him know that they're on stage. Oh, cool. And so the entire dialogue between them isn't Hamlet telling Ophelia, I hate you, you're a whore, you shouldn't repopulate the earth. It's them saying goodbye. And it's them, like, basically him, like, the way that, oh, it was so brilliant. The way that they did it, Hamlet is telling her, like, you need to leave. Like, things are about to go down, you need to leave. And she's, like, telling him, like, I don't have a choice, my father's over there. And so there's a point when, like, they just hold each other and cry. Because the idea is that Claudius and Polonius can hear them, but they can't see them. That is crazy. It was phenomenal. It was the best version of the scene I have ever seen done. Like, if I ever direct this play, I will do it like that. That's so cool. Because I think Hamlet really does love Ophelia, and I think he let her in on it. And the scene is filled with dialogue and text that is double-sided wording Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't the scene be double-sided doesn't it make sense that so Ah! So, like it makes so much sense to do it that way we're just nerding out so hard about this this is so great anyway that production was phenomenal it was amazing anyway so then hamlet leaves yes after all that and ophelia has this monologue where she talks about like oh he had such a great mind but that's all gone now because he's crazy yeah and then claudius comes back in and he's not really buying hamlet's act yeah he thinks it's like all fake which yeah which he's kind of onto something to an extent so he decides to send hamlet away to england so he won't be a threat to his crown so then we get Act 3, Scene 2. That is the play within the play. Emma, you mm-hmm. want to take it away? This is also called the mousetrap scene mm. because it's the scene in which, if you remember, Hamlet is going to watch Claudius watch the murder that he committed to see if he has a reaction yeah. to prove 
that he was the one who killed Hamlet Sr. Mm-hmm. Or Ham Dad. <laughs> Had to bring that back. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, so the whole court comes in. They're going to watch the play. And then Hamlet has this really, like, sexual, sexually charged moment with Ophelia. It's really one-sided. He says, ah, to lie between a woman's legs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of innuendos and, you know, double entendres going on here. And Ophelia is really... Well, I mean, if you do it the way that they did the previous scene, it's like them just trying to be together. But typically this is done where Ophelia is really shocked because Hamlet just told her, like, get out of here. I don't want to see you mm-hmm. again. And then he, like, it's all physical with her and he's, like, making innuendos and he's all over her. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. This poor girl. Ugh. Really? And he, like, keeps asking her. Like, he's trying to, like, set her off. And she's like, I think nothing, my lord. Yeah. He keeps asking her what she thinks. Which is interesting because he's the only character that does. Mm-hmm. All the other characters tell Ophelia, do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. He's the only one that says, well, what do you think? Which is why you should do the other scene that way. Oh. <sighs> yeah. And then she says, I think nothing, my lord. So we just see that she's not allowed to have her own thoughts. Yeah. And I imagine that she probably can in front of Hamlet, but not in front of everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh-uh. Yeah, because this is in front of literally everybody mm-hmm. in the king's court. So moving on. So then we have the nice little play within a play. We saw this in Midsummer. Another one. The players perform this play, The Murder of Gonzago, that mm-hmm. Hamlet has changed. Mm-hmm. So it mirrors the death of Hamlet Sr. Yes. And Gertrude. Gertrude. Well, the actor playing the queen in this play has a lot of lines where she's like hanging off of the king mm-hmm. and just saying how much she loves him and all these things. And then Gertrude, Hamlet asks her like, Hey, Mom, what do you think of this play? And then Gertrude says, The lady doth protest too much, methinks. Very telling. Yeah, it's really telling of what Gertrude actually thinks. And I think at this point, she's totally on to what's happening. Yeah, well, a lot of versions I've seen, because honestly, thinking about this time period, if I was Gertrude and this situation happened, I wouldn't really have a choice but to marry Claudius. No, you wouldn't. And she definitely doesn't. I've seen a lot of versions where she's drunk the whole show. Which makes a lot of sense for mm, yeah. the last scene. Where she's just constantly, she's like, she's indulging in nefarious acts, I guess. She's indulging heavy in like lots of, it's considered that they're very like sexual. Mm-hmm. In lots of drink and lots of like drugs and lots and, of like, play. And like parties She's partying stuff. a ton. She's not, like she's not stable right now. And I think this is honestly the way that Gertrude is portraying her grief is she's just going crazy in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Again, she I don't think she had a choice at all. I don't think she did either. Yeah. Yeah, so then the murder happens on stage and Claudius stands up and leaves. He like ends the play. He tells mm-hmm. them to stop the play, which he is says, very telling. This is over. Guilt. And Hamlet immediately is like, "Okay, now I know mm-hmm. for sure that that man killed my dad." Yes. So Rosencrantz and Guildenstern tell Hamlet that Gertrude wants to talk to him in her room. So Hamlet decides he's going to go. He calls them out first. Yeah, first he calls them out for spying on him. Yeah, he reads them for filth. He has this whole thing about a flute. He, like, takes a recorder from one of the players Mm -hmm. and he, like, compares them to playing him as if he were a flute or a recorder. But then Hamlet decides he will go to his mother and he's going to tell her everything that's happened because she doesn't know that that Claudius Claudius... killed Hamlet Sr. Mm -hmm. So he's going to go tell her. Yeah. And he thinks that it will change a lot. Mm -hmm. Especially because there's inklings that before Hamlet left for school, he had a really close relationship with his mom. 
Yeah. And coming home to his mother marrying his uncle, he doesn't get the support that he thought he would for his father's death. So he's going to go tell his mom everything and try to change things. And on that note, we're going to take our intermission. I guess you'll just have to come back next week to you'll see You'll just what have happens. to wait and see. Ooh. Uh, next week, we will continue our discussion on Hamlet. We'll talk about the rest of the play. Yes. And conclusion of the tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. It's been so great to have you here, and it's been so great to be back. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas on how we can make this show better, you can send us an email at mandjesspodcasts at gmail.com. That's E-M-A-N-D-J-E-S-S podcasts at gmail.com. Follow us on social media on Instagram at BiteSizeShakespeare, Twitter at BiteShakespeare, and TikTok at Podcasts. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye! Stream Bite Size Shakespeare on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.